Welcome to Mommy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring baby children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. Hi. Hi, Carol. I haven't seen you in so long. I've been away. This is so nice just to see your face, hear your voice. Oh, yeah. Um, Be in the same room. How are you doing? Oh, boy. How am I doing? I'm doing, I'm doing okay, actually. You yeah. know, doing pretty well. Pretty normal. Nothing new. Just. <sighs> I've got some new house shoes. <laughs> great. We're all getting new house shoes. Yeah. Two weeks ago was a great time to try some things out on Zappos. And then not return any of them out of fear of hoarding anything I can, including footwear. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're uh, talking, of course, about the COVID. 2019 disease, COVID-19. Oh. <laughs> We're on the same page. Do you know that's what it stands for? Like it's just an abbreviation? It's like coronavirus disease 19 for the year 2019. That's so stupid. Not impressed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. I meant to say. Cut it out. <laughs> of society, am I right? We're done with this thing. Week oh, one we're never books. going back to society. This is going to be wild. If we're keeping with our three-week schedule, this is going to be like weird time warps into this uh, whole COVID thing. Um We'll try to keep the recordings yeah. fairly current for any of those current discussions. But um, speaking hope... of which, we are recording this on Sunday, March twenty second. Yeah. Oh, Be- great, great call. Great. Yeah, because uh, things will have changed by the time you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> NPR Politics podcast shout out. Uh, yeah, shout um, out to our friends over there, which I don't listen to anymore. No, stopped. Nope. I certainly don't listen to the NPR Daily coronavirus update podcast either oh my god didn't know that was a thing no so let's talk about that for a second i think we have to i also don't really listen to podcasts at the moment because i feel like everyone's doing this thing like the they're kind of how you doing with coronavirus check-in but i does feel very appropriate to our show rather than a departure from your your daily scheduled programming is how much it really affects the lives of parents and their children and how... Yes, and how scary it is <laughs> to be at home with them all day long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I feel like uh, our podcast is really relevant and important right now. Share it. Number one, you have time to watch movies, so don't tell me you didn't watch the movie, so you can't listen to my podcast. You buttholes. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking. To- yeah, listen. We're here to all call you- our listeners buttholes. <laughs> all you people who aren't listening and can't hear me. Um, no, but you, you know, you, you have time to listen or to, to watch movies that might not be your regular thing. You know, I feel like some people could get into our podcast right now cause they have time to watch like a fun horror movie. Yeah. And they are, they are really fun. Um, we posted a fun 
little shining meme about <laughs> being locked in somewhere with your family and what could possibly go wrong. Yeah. Um, the, our, today's movie, Train to Busan, is a uh, is also we chose this on purpose. It had been on our list, but it felt very appropriate to do a um, an outbreak movie. A um, virus. I've been saying virus like Agent Smith from that's The good. Matrix. You're a virus. I've also been saying um, the line that Switch says, no, not like this from The Matrix <laughs> <laughs> right before she dies. Um, fans of The Matrix will know what I'm talking about, but I've been saying it a lot. <laughs> that's. You don't, this doesn't ring I a bell to you. <laughs> I haven't heard you say it a lot. No, in my head. I don't know. Oh. I don't talk to you. I talk to you as little as possible these days. That's true. We got to save all the good content for <laughs> yeah. the podcast. And we see each other so much nowadays. It's um, be easy to spill the beans ahead of recording. We don't want to do that. No spoilers. It is, I think, still really nice as it always has been to do this podcast with you, though, because we do not, even having all this time at home, we still don't have time to talk to each other. Yeah, let's talk about what we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, looking on the wall at our uh, weekday schedule. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we had one full week at home with the kids. Um, and that is very different for both of us. Josh works at an office. I work freelance, but I'm usually, when I'm working, I'm working from like all around the clock, basically. And the kids are in school, so it's different for everybody. Um, well, especially because I am working right now my job is still functioning mm-hmm. so obviously freelance production work has stopped for the moment probably forever just kidding it's yeah. fine um it is fine it yeah. is fine it's gonna be fine it's all fine the funny thing about this time is that last year there was a big slowdown in production in the spring and early summer and we all experienced a big dry spell um a lot of us did and so for me, it's like a repeat of last year, but now now I'm home with the kids. And you know, me. And you. But it doesn't feel that way because we've been pretty good about keeping to our schedule. So from 9 a.m. to 1, I'm with the kids and Josh is working. And then the kids have nap time or rest time from 1 to 3 and Josh is working. And then Josh takes a break and gives me a break. So I have some alone time and yeah. then we come back together for dinner and all the normal things after that, bath time, bedtime, you know? Yep. Tons of private alone time for everyone. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So what we need to schedule in is like a break for you because you're basically just working and then you're with the kids. Whereas like I'm, I'm with the kids in the morning and then I'm writing, but that's still like a fun thing for me, you Mm -hmm. know, that feels like a break. Right. And since it is strictly creative at the moment that it is about just like making your thing, Mm -hmm. it's less about the deadline and more, and like, it can be more of like an internal thing. We're using the kids schedule from school, from their daycare, because they're in full-time daycare. So they're normally there. Preschool. Preschool from nine to five ish. So the good thing is we have like a full day's activity and like Carol's been really amazing at following all those things. You've been really amazing at following all of these things. I don't know who I'm supposed to address in this instance. Go with our listeners. Um, <laughs> and obviously, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have 
been sending and receiving a lot of like parenting tips and how to work at home tips and all that stuff. Actually, the budget software we love, which is called You Need a Budget or YNAB, posted a thing because they are actually a fully remote company. And so one of the employees there, they've always been a remote company. I want to be clear about that. So uh, one of their employees who has two kids and also homeschools them. Made like a 16 tips for working from home with kids. And I thought they were all really right on. It was, we can share that for sure for all of you, but it was nice to get the perspective from someone who's done it already. And it wasn't from an abstract place of like, here's what we're going to try to do, or here's what's worked for four days. (laughs) You know, this is someone who for, she's had this job and these kids, uh, the kids are now like older, kind of like, I think they're six and nine or something like that, but she's been working there for two or three years. So having that long-term perspective Mm -hmm. was helpful. And I also was pleasantly surprised that I felt like a a lot of this stuff was in line with what we were doing. Something that I've, I haven't probably said out loud, but that's been helpful is having some dedicated time with the kids in the morning before I quote unquote start work. I'm very fortunate and not, I know not everyone is as fortunate to have like a a workspace, like we have a door we can close with an office. This also like our guest room kind of thing that is like, so it's a small room, but it's enough. It is, you know, we can close the door. The kids can go do their thing. I can say I'm going to work and they, they can still come in and out if they need to, but they mostly don't. They're, they're busy doing their stuff. And, um, and the school schedule is really helpful because they do so much and they move so quickly. So like, even if we get to, oh yeah, you know, 40% of it or something, yeah. it is like, it keeps you busy, as you yeah. said the other day, like kind of counts, counts away the minutes, you know, because it does feel mm-hmm. like that sometimes fear. Um, we know this even just from before pandemic when you're like alone, single parenting and you just feel like, all right, we got to we got to like make our way through this. But now like here in L.A. and pretty soon everywhere, I'm sure. Um, and you really probably should be following this anyway is more or less um, sheltering in place. We're safer at home as the. County yeah. has it sounds a state. lot better than sheltering in place. I just I, I always picture myself like crouched down in a corner. <laughs> yeah, duck and cover style. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, what it means is you're you should stay in and around your home, and you should always stay within you know at least six feet away from other people. But like you can go on walks, and grocery stores are open, and hardware stores, and banks, that, and banks, and that is about it. And so like, um, we're it does mean parks are closed. It means, you know, playgrounds, of yeah. course, that kind of thing. But we're fortunate to live in a place where the weather is decent and we can do things. We'll see how it does as we go towards summer, but we can still do things like go on scooter rides, go for walks, go for right. wagon rides, hikes, that kind of thing. Yeah. And of course, we've had like unseasonable rain here and crazy amounts of it, <laughs> which yeah, is so it made it very ominous. It was an yeah. extra weird layer of like. Oh, yeah. Heaviness to there it. was a day where you had the kids in the afternoon and I was just walking around the block talking to someone on the phone and it looked like the nothing was coming like right above oh, our house. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, yeah. So about our schedule. So when our school closed a week and a half ago for oh, it said it was just going to be a week and then it very quickly changed to two weeks. And now they're forced to close until at least April 19th. Yeah. I, of course, just being the person that I am who loves a list and a schedule, um, I like just jumped on it and... And God bless you for it. Kind of like took their school schedule 
and amended it to what is realistic for us because their yeah their school schedule is bananas. They do so much. They do art and science and like writing every day in the morning. And, and it's like 15 minutes at a clip and they're just like turning it over to yeah. another activity, which is incredible. Yeah, it is. It's really incredible. But um, I just started kind of gathering some ideas for art projects. And, you know, luckily the, the teachers sent emails and mailed us one class mailed us a packet of crafts and stuff so we did have some materials from the school and I know a lot of people have older kids are doing like the online thing I'm actually really grateful that our kids are young and I don't actually have to teach them right now like I'm not responsible for teaching them like everything we do is just fun and play and like we do art and it's real art and not crafts usually like I'm not I tried to do one of the crafts for St. Patrick's Day. It turned out so badly. <laughs> and it was really like, I've always, um, everything I've read about art versus craft, I'm just like, no crafts. And I Can you s- explain what you mean by that in case anyone's... Yeah. So like art is about learning how to use materials like paint or clay or any kind of chalk, whatever. So showing them the parameters of like how we use things and then like letting the kids do whatever they want and however they feel Mm, they to express themselves. Yeah. yeah. And whatever they're making is what they're making and not giving them, you know, too much aside from that. And then crafts is like glue this thing on (laughs) here to make a rainbow and a pot of gold and a cloud out of cotton balls. And I'm not saying that the stuff they do at school is bad because it's like that because the kids are learning so much and they I think the teachers are really dedicated to like explaining things like the weather and you know Mm. all the things that they're trying to teach in their lesson plans but as but there isn't really a lot of art to go along with that like it's mainly crafts that's true it's more like it almost more seems like it serves fine motor skill development rather Mm. than like yeah and it just becomes basically like a I mean, I should dig up the reading that I did on this a while ago, but like it becomes this factory where like you're telling the kids to make these, make a snowman out of these three circles circles and shapes or whatever. And, and then, you know, it's not done well, then it's put up on the wall and like judged. It's just like a weird thing. And I, and I think that in theory, that sounds really terrible but then when you do go into their art room at school you're like so happy to see what they made you yeah, know so like i don't think it's the as most, like messed up ones are kind of the most endearing in right. so many ways like so you... fortunately no one's like oh you put the nose where the feet should be yeah <laughs> it's like... right it's not as like terrible as some of the reading that i did on it like makes it out to be but i've always wanted to do more art with them and this has really allowed that so Even in the last five days, just seeing like my pace to get them to sit down and do something, which is granted very easy. They're super into the stuff that we that we do and um, excited by like just doing new things at home because we never have time to do this. We never have time to like just paint and like huge silver lining to all to this right now has been just like time where you're not trying to squeeze it in before dinner or before bedtime. Yeah. Or on a weekend, which are oftentimes when we're trying to do things like buy groceries, all those things Mm -hmm. we still have to do. Yeah. And I, I feel like I just need two 
ideas each day of things to do, even if it's just coloring, you know, it can be very um, open-ended or if we're doing something like, you know, like making neon rice or something, you know, just like some super Pinteresty, like I'm clearly just doing this and it might not add up to anything, but it's just some fun thing to do and experiment with. Right. Like Um, someone was talking about on, I think our school's Facebook group saying like, oh yeah, today we cleaned pennies with lemon juice on one of the first days. It's sort of like a science thing. And I thought that was great. You know, like there's all those kinds of little things that you can just do that will engage them for are pretty easy to put together and yeah yeah it doesn't require a lot of like advanced preparation mm-hmm. or supply gathering which has been like really tough yeah just like ordering so much stuff on amazon because i realized we don't you know we were like out of construction paper and we like are going through the paint and right <laughs> we're like otherwise a pad of a hundred pages feels like well we'll have this forever because right. <laughs> this is you know the color on one yeah and that's about it so it's been, it's definitely been an adjustment. I felt in the middle there, like, kind of, like, a, a little desperate because my skills as a teacher are very weak. Like, I, you know, I I know that it's... I disagree. No, I, I but, like, you know, you're getting frustrated with them or, like, you know, I just want to get better at it. And I know I'm, like, not... It's, it was never what I, I've never had to do this. Mm-hmm. None of us have, obviously. And it wasn't ever something that I thought I'd have to do or, you know, I, there was never a point when we were, you know, talking about having kids where I, where I wanted to stay home with them. Like, I always knew that they would be in, in childcare and like having this daily responsibility is it's really different it's really different just like kind of practicing what you preach like i feel like we talk a lot on here about the respectful parenting and our approach and it's really put it to the test because the fact is i don't have to do it every day um, that's right for for as long you know obviously you're parenting all the time no matter where you are but like it's really been eye-opening and um for the most part it's been good and it's been humbling and (laughs) we have so much to be grateful for with our situation um for real i mean i I will even say one of my biggest frustrations with the whole respectful parenting bit and all like the rye approach is really that it only seems to work I find it a little bit classist, I guess, because I feel like it comes, unless you are fortunate to live in an area with, like, say, a rye-based childcare or school, which is very few, I would imagine, in the world, it's only beneficial for parents who are stay-at-home parents, who, who have the ability to live off a single income and can spend mm-hmm. as much time as they want, say, getting a kid to you know sit through a meal or dress themselves or whatever little thing that you want to do which is so funny because like their whole thing is you can't get a child to do that's right you can't get them to do anything it's like well if you don't have to then i guess you won't (laughs) because right i mean well yeah we've always done a balance of the rye thing we're not super like hardcore about it but i yeah but it's nice to have the time that's my Mm -hmm. point now it's like it is nice to be able to 
try some of these things that I think like, well, I would do that if I didn't have to like, you know, get them out the door and get them in the car and go mm-hmm. where now there is just more time to throw the brakes on and give a little attention, which has also been really necessary because they're going through this whole thing too, even mm-hmm. though there isn't, there's not as much to tell of a four and a two year old about what's happening. Wu is definitely getting really interested in it and they notice the absence of their friends in school. And so having a routine has been great, but like also being able to have the time to kind of let them emote and let them have their tantrums and blow ups and fights and everything else. And oh, yeah. just like they, cause there's a lot of those and there's probably gonna be a lot more coming. Um, and just like there will be for us too, but like to, again, to kind of allow the space for it has been, has been really like healthy. And I'm, man, I, I, this has probably been said a billion times at this point, but how thankful I am to live in a time of video calling because that's been so huge yeah. for them too. Like mm-hmm. having, we've been trying to do more FaceTime play dates, even if that lasts 10 minutes. Again, by the school schedule, that would be your outside time or whatever yeah. is the amount of time that you might actually keep a friend on the phone with um, some other parents organized like they normally do Monday is share day during their opening circle time in preschool. And um, we did like a video chat share day. So all the kids on there on that first Monday, and I'm sure we'll do it again this week. Yeah. Everyone was like so thrilled to see each other and they're talking about each other and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think that that is something that people should embrace and rise to and organize if you're feeling like you need that just like reach out or ask some parents that you know just to because it's just as good for you as it is for them you know you're used to seeing all these people every day too and like touching base with everybody it's good yeah because it's it's a different community you know than our normal one um great news from last week though boo is wearing undies. Undies. He is headed straight for potty training. He's not quite there yet. He's still having some accidents, still having some trouble pulling up and taking down undies and pants and stuff, mm-hmm. which is like part of it. That's, you know, I feel the like... A crucial to... piece of it because you know, yeah. he's acknowledging like, I need to use the potty and even asking most times, but like... If you can't get your pants down or up by yourself, it mm-hmm. almost defeats the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So he's well on his way. Super proud of him. He's two years old in three months. I didn't expect it to go this way at all. Boo is a strong-willed child. Oh, yes. And I thought that maybe it would take longer for him, honestly. Yeah, because he, he even gets funny about, say, not having pants on and going around and just like... His, other than that first day wearing his undies, like he's never liked to just be in a diaper. He's fine with like some naked time, but he does not like to have no pants on. He feels like there's some <laughs> like something wrong, which is just so it's just interesting. And so like certain things like that definitely made me think, oh, this could be a really yeah, this could be a big battle. And remembering how Wu was on the potty that and a lot of kids do this, I know where they'll kick and scream and fight, especially if they have to poop. And if they really have to go, the idea of sitting on the potty is like the last thing they want to do. And they'll go just like yeah. hide somewhere and poop their pants rather than yeah do it. I really thought that was going to be boo. Oh, totally. But no, he just, 
He asked for a pull-up. He asked for undies. He has been going <laughs> poop on the potty. And it's amazing. So that's a really great thing. I'm keeping a list of things we did during COVID-19. And that has already happened. And it's crazy. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, like organizing the, you know, the laundry room. Just shit like that where it's like you you did do stuff with your time, you know. I'm yeah. not, And I'm not trying to put like crazy goals onto this time though i would love to finish my script you know like things mm -hmm. like that it's like it turns out you're gonna do what you want to do and you're gonna have normal goals and a day is still a day and you might have yeah. extra time but you still need all to do all the other things like it doesn't seem that crazy different to me yeah. aside from not seeing friends in person I do feel like those are going to be the biggest challenges of this thing in so many ways are just like, how do you fit normal life into this extended stay at home, whatever, everything from cutting your own hair to, I was thinking today as we were on one of our daily scooter rides, again, shout out, great weather of Los Angeles, most of the time we've been able to squeeze that stuff in, but as Wu fell fell down just on the sidewalk, just a little scraped knee but he you know his leg was a little shaky afterwards and all this if he had had a hard fall and if he had you know hurt himself at all and oh then you have God. to go to like an emergency room which yeah. again normally yes certainly a big deal but like not a scary big deal mm -hmm. you would just you'd be like yes absolutely we're going to the emergency room and now you would be like is there some other way like should somebody come here should some you right, know like, i don't right. know there's those are the kinds of things i don't think people have like we at least not all of us have had to confront a friend of ours who is over the drop zone. She is about to give birth any day now. There is all those like questions and concerns around that that no one was thinking about a month ago, let alone nine months ago or 10 months ago or yeah. before that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it is wild times. Not to mention potential Groundhog Day effect of all this really has to bring back. What, what is a weekend? Because <laughs> the Dowager knows that... <laughs> yeah, well, that's what... I even this weekend, we really tried to insert some special things into it, not having any schedule at all. We ordered takeout last night for the first time during this whole Felt thing. Felt like a harrowing experience, but it was totally worth it and totally fine. Yeah. And, you know, had like made fun breakfasts, like just tried to keep the weekend feeling like a weekend, mm -hmm. you know. And you had a good point about kind of scheduling with all this stuff, which is like things to look forward to yeah i i know that i really need things to look forward to in my life like it is a thing with me i need to like have the trip on the horizon have it's just like the my nature you know mm -hmm. it's like we like the, you gotta have my, goals yeah the my yeah very like goal oriented and like checking things off the list but also like looking forward to an event of some kind my right. you like a reward for a job well done i think well, too you well, know no don't mind if i do actually <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking here um <laughs> no it's just like i like anticipation for sure and um woo's birthday is coming up in nine days yeah by the t the next episode it will have already happened yeah and so that meant canceling a Legoland trip we had on the books, which fortunately we were able to and didn't lose money on yeah. top of it now that everything is extra tight. But yeah, 
So we got to figure out how to make that special. And we will. But just just having like things on the calendar still, even if we're not leaving our house, like I'm in a canasta group and we managed to FaceTime while playing an online version of the game. And it was great. And I got just as drunk as I would have if we were in real <laughs> in real life. And uh, we all were feeling it the next day. I'm seeing a thing that we may have to just throw up on our Facebook page is maybe two threads. One is things for parents and one is things for kids mm. uh, of just things that have worked and things that haven't like feel free to like jump in there. We would love to hear from you on both, but we'll, we'll share some resources because definitely like video hangs have been tremendous. I've only done a couple. It's only been a week, but even in that time, we're also all dealing with tremendous amount of stress. I don't think anyone should take for granted that it's only been a week because these are not normal times. Sure, maybe you've been stuck in a blizzard for a week or something like that. So it doesn't feel as like crazy or it shouldn't. You feel like I'm feeling stupid for feeling this crazy about this, but it's a different experience. And it's just like the stakes are different and everything else. And so just having a release of being with friends and like to a person, almost everyone just like separately said at some point, like I forgot that I was looking at my computer we did one on we did a couple on saint patrick's day that was just like Mm -hmm. do a shot with some friends and then we each had like a longer separate hangout with friends online just using google hangouts and everyone you know drank a bunch of whiskey just otherwise shooting the breeze and just talking to each other just like we would any normal night and it was full-on therapeutic super helpful super great so like yeah not just video play dates for the kids but absolutely do them for yourselves and yeah. Get creative with like how you're doing it. I have like much like the Canasta night, I would love to do a, yeah, just like a poker night with friends or game night of some kind. There's definitely ways to do it, whether yeah. it's an online version or maybe someone is just the kind of dungeon master. Definitely. And moving stuff around for folks and you can really mm-hmm. have fun with it. Well, yeah. nap time is uh, going to be over faster than we ever want it to be. So let's. Fast as a runaway train to boo. Son. <laughs> 2016. Let's, let's let's tell these people what this movie's about. All right. This comes to us from the internet movie database still operational. Fully operational. <laughs> All right. So, of course, I have to read the bad synopsis. Like I always do. While a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on the train from Seoul to Busan, period. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anonymous, the same person that brought us Dance Like Nobody's Watching. (laughs) I wouldn't have signed my name to that synopsis either, Anonymous. Luckily, lots of people chose to summarize this movie. And there's a better one that we're going to read. Yeah, this one, really, uh, nice to do a recent movie. Plenty of synopses to pick from. Making new friends, too. Claudio Carvalho from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Not sorry to hear about Bolsonaro. Peace. Okay, political. The investment manager, Suk Wu, is a divorced man that lives in Seoul with his daughter, Suan, and his mother, Suk, and and his mother of the same name, and his mother, Suk Wu is a selfish man and neglects Suan, who misses her mother that lives in Busan. On Suan's birthday, she asks to visit her mother, and Suk Wu travels with her with the intention of returning after lunch. They board the fast train KTX, but a sick woman also boards another car. That's okay. During the journey, the woman attacks a member of the train staff, and soon all the passengers in the car are attacked, turning into zombies. 
Suk Woo realizes that there is a zombie outbreak in South Korea, and together with the passenger Sang Hwa, who is traveling with his pregnant wife Seung Kyung, they isolate the safe front cars from the infected ones. Along their journey, the non-infected passengers have to fight the zombies and the selfishness of their fellow human beings. Claudio Carvalho, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. You nailed it. I mean, really, other than the calling the zombie a sick person who attacks someone, I uh, very strong. That was actually like even got the the essence of the movie, which is the humans are as bad as the zombies. Right. Uh, every zombie. Of every zombie movie. Every zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, and I think saying that it's a sick woman because. You just think it might be a sickness because it starts with like a quarantine. Right. It starts with people violating a quarantine. So that's how this all happens. Just saying. Pay attention. (laughs) Stay the fuck home. Are you picking up the subtext? (laughs) (laughs) It was, um, I thought, a very fun movie to watch right now. Same. And you'd seen it before once as well. I had not. Yes. And it is a very fun movie. It's Mm -hmm. not like a scary movie. All the, the zombies are very fast moving that's the thing about this movie i think that's different mm-hmm. um and yeah almost athletic it's kind of different than like the swarminess of 28 days later or world war z there's a bit of that mm-hmm. but like there is something cool that they're like they seem super strong and yeah like, they're but they're stupid yeah it's yeah. great it's a it's a they're good, really good zombies the the makeup is awesome but it's not too gross you know it's just and there fun. aren't there aren't even i think a lot of zombie movies still have that like even sort of like the moments of malaise or whatever else that i think some of us are feeling now anyway this doesn't really have those it mo- the pace of it is so mm-hmm. quick that it kind of doesn't let you get there and there it's are faster so, th- than a car but not as fast as a plane it's some kind something of car else. plane uh, i don't know what the word would be <laughs> I'm consult my richard scary book those are the only books i read now so. that's true <laughs> especially about vehicles and vehicle types. Um, This, hmm, let's call it a train. This train, uh, it also doesn't allow for a lot of like pop out scares, which I think is a a reason a lot of people don't like horror movies. So I think if you, you know, it's a good one to recommend. I think if you have anybody who is really squeamish about horror, this was a, yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. Even the violence, it's also not excessively gruesome. It's not like impaling things on things and that kind of thing. Very minimal on that. It's purely just suspense. Anything Mm -hmm. that's in this movie is is just suspense. Um, And being in the confines of a train. I recently watched a movie called Runaway Train that is like a... Was it never going to come back? Runaway Train, never going back. (laughs) Um, It was... It it wasn't going to come back. It's about two escape convicts, John Voigt and Eric Roberts, on a train from Alaska. And I think it was actually, I want to say they were nominated for like Best Supporting Actor Oscars or something from this movie. It's a weird movie now. It 100% needs to be remade. But there was a there were like a lot of. I wonder if the filmmaker actually did take some cues from the from this movie um, or from runaway train to make this. Maybe it's just the nature of train movies that there aren't that many like environmental plot points that you can utilize. Like, Mm. Oh, we need to disconnect these cars. We need, you know, we're in this straight line. We have to get from a to B. We need to, you know, we're, we're alone out here. Do we, does anybody know we're even on this thing? Some of those elements that I think are part of what makes this so exciting though, is you kind of don't know, you don't know where it's going. There's a, yeah, it's a fun movie. We recommend it. We hope you've watched it by the time you're listening to this. Um, 
(laughs) (laughs) So the movie starts out with a classic bad dad. And it's, I like his arc a lot. You know, you don't hate him. I mean, I feel kind of sorry for him because he's working hard for the money. You know, it's not like he's just, you know, he's not a bad dad in that respect. He's providing for his family. But he doesn't show up for his kid. And it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and he's known, we find out a little bit into it that it that he's just extremely selfish and that that is perhaps is. why his wife left him, that he doesn't actually care about his family. He just works a lot and likes working. Yes. He's very selfish. Yes. Anyway, it starts off with him getting uh, Suan this we for her birthday. Right. But she opens it and it's revealed that he had already gotten her one for a thing called Children's Day. Now, Ooh, let's talk the about it. first time I saw this movie, I was w- watching it with my sister Donna and I was like, what the fuck is Children's Day? Isn't every day fucking Children's Day? Because at this point, <laughs> I had had, I just had, I think I watched it like right around when Clive was born. We didn't see it when it came out or anything. Right. But I was very, oh, kids need another day? Really? Yeah, let's give them one more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Children's Day actually has been around for as far back as 1854, but it was made official. I'm sorry, 1857. Oh, yeah, not in um, 54. That oh. day, there was absolutely no Children's Day. They were no. working in the factories. <laughs> well, what happened in those, in those intervening three years? Tell it, us. It began, it was, I guess, originally on the second Sunday of June. And uh, Dr. Charles Leonard, a pastor of the Universalist Church of the Redeemer in Chelsea, Massachusetts, in Chelsea, Mass. And um, yeah, and so he wanted to have this special service at the church for the children, and then just became this whole thing until, well, in 1920, it was made official as Children's Day. I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out exactly where. Oh, no, no, okay. International. Protection of the children is is observed in many countries as Children's Day on June 1st since 1950. And it was established by the Women's International Democratic Federation. So no shock there. Um, Interesting. I wonder why in South Korea is it a thing? It's a thing all over the world, just not in America, which is also not shocking. That's really funny. Yeah, it's a, it is a thing in many, many countries. And they're, they either celebrate it on June 1st or on... November 20th. Huh. And then there are other various days. They they have, like, every country <laughs> celebrates it. It's, yeah, it's celebrated. The UN recognizes it, it, recognizes it on November 20th. And Wow. It, yeah. It's... I think it's a fine idea. It's a great idea, and it should be a thing here. Yeah. But it's not. And it just speaks to... What would you do to celebrate Children's Day in the U.S.? Would you just treat it like a birthday, like you get them a special gift, or or would you have a wrinkle? Um, I don't know exactly what I would do. I don't think I would make it present-based, but like celebrations, like kind of how our preschool does Week of the Young Child. Mm. I love R. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had to cancel it, of course, this year because it was going to be in like two weeks. Um. And I hope that they reschedule it because it's really fun. It's so fun. I was like looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, they do like a little, they call it a trikathon. It's like scooters or bikes or whatever. The kids are able to 
to operate, they can bring and they go just like around in a little loop in the little courtyard. And, you know, we were yeah. working on making it a little more official to drum up more donations. They make t-shirts. They... Josh is on the board. So. Uh, Actually, I think it's called a committee. Yeah. I'm not really sure. No one. Yeah. We got <laughs> corrected. Official. Yeah. I sat in for him one time. It was really exciting. Felt drunk with power. Yeah. Um, like the Illuminati. <laughs> daycare. <laughs> but. I would do more of like a festival type thing where there's just kids, crap, you Love know, that. cotton candy, porta potties, lollipops, porta potties, gatherings of more than 10 people, you know. That sounds great. Just dreaming. Um, so, anyway, I, that for some reason always stuck with me. How she's like, you got it for me for Children's Day. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I picked it up too, watching yeah. it, and I wrote a note. It's like, oh, Children's Day, what is that? Yeah. But gifts are really hard. And I, I was thinking about this. I know we've talked about it before, but birthday presents are hard. You don't know what the kid's going to be into. You don't know what, like, they're really, really wishing for. Like, I try to talk to Wu about it as we're preparing for his birthday. Like, what, what will be he be disappointed if he doesn't get? And we're talking like, I mean, I got him like a Paw Patrol watch, you know. I hope he's not listening from the bedroom right, right now. Right behind the door. Yeah. But you know, it's like, what do they really, what do they really want? What are they? Well, yeah. And it's not. I'm talking. I'm not talking like big ticket items here. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying you have to spend all this money on your kid. It's just more like, you want to nail it. You want to like. Yeah. What's going to bring them the most joy? Because yeah. there, there have been some times, whether you know, like Christmas or birthdays or whatever, where you're just like, oh, I, I know what. Whether it's like Boo would definitely want a scooter, we knew that. So that's mm -hmm. a bigger ticket item. But then sometimes it's like, oh. Wu would just want this specific monster truck mm -hmm. that he doesn't know if it exists or not, but it's in one of his books and I can find it on eBay and it's $8. Yes, yeah. I will spend $8 on a, you know, on a. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it just like means the world. So I did have some sympathy for him, even though he could have shown more interest in his child. But anyway, I feel for the working parents and mm. I don't know, really know what his wife was doing and why is she in Busan and why is she not around like i don't yeah, it's know it's unclear where like they she was born or like yeah like did he move or did she yeah. move away but they're not that far apart these towns because it's, well, it's just like, like a bullet train and it's a couple rail. hours it does seem like it's a no he was gonna like be back by lunch i think he was like taking her right yeah but who knows i was gonna look it up and i didn't so fine but yeah he misses the bad dad misses a performance of suan's at school mm -hmm. and he said he was yeah, gonna recital. be there the grandmother takes a video and he watches it and she like stumbles through the song that she was singing. So yeah, you had to like miss her recital and that's also really hard. Yeah. I mean, you do miss those things. Again, our kids are young. I mean, I can, we've been fortunate enough that like they a go to the same school, B we're together, but like there have been ones where, where one of us isn't able to go. I, mm -hmm. We've always gone to them when they're, open to parents one at least one of us is gone but sometimes work just prevents that and i know there will be those times where you have to just make those hard calls and can't go especially when you kind of know what's in store and everything else but i think that one of the toughest things that that moment brought up there's this line she says to them i wish we could have pulled quotes from it but because there is no dubbed version mm. fortunately unfortunately um <laughs> rather than play you the korean audio i will just quote he says something about like oh next time we can do that next time and she says, you always say next time and lie to me. And yeah. I thought that was so powerful. And I, I could not 
figure out before this what it was that I had read that was talking about that particular problem of uh, integrity, really, of parental integrity Mm -hmm. and being able to follow through on what you say you're going to do, even on these small things. It's something I I think about a lot, certainly to a fault, especially because I, you know, there are certain times where you just know like, okay, yeah, we said we, yeah, we said we'd go outside and now it's raining. So we can't, I can't follow through on that. But at the same time, if you say, oh, I'm going to read you this, I'll read you this book in a little bit. And then you don't, they, they do remember those things and internalize them. This isn't about beating yourself up either, because God knows we all do plenty of those things. Say, we'll do this maybe later, maybe later, even just to try to put them off or distract them with something else, whatever the reasoning might be. But to some extent that stuff does get internalized and that you do want to try to follow through. Right. And like, and just have the conversation if you can't. Exactly. Like, what's changed that's made you right. not able to do this and so on. Right. Cause that's, what's missing from their relationship is mm-hmm. like just having that conversation and expressing an apology or, you know, remorse for not being there. But I, I mean, yeah, like what you're talking about the day to day, I feel it all the time where like, I try to avoid saying like, okay, just give me five minutes and we can play. And either just not saying that sort of thing or just making sure to do it and making sure to stop and play with them, even if it's just for a little bit, just giving you your undivided attention. It's just like little little paper cuts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and, and that's it. And they never had in their relationship. There's no evidence to the contrary. It does seem like mm-hmm. he probably does lie every time. And, right. And this whole thing is this one particular train ride, which by the way, I did look it up. Seoul to Busan. They're on opposite sides of South Korea. Like Seoul is in the Northwest huh. and Busan is in the all the way like coastal Whoa. Southeast of South Korea. So it is a two hour and 40 minute train ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yes, he could still be back by lunch if they left on the first train and he turned right, right around. Yeah. That's the idea. It kind of makes this like the scope of this movie that much cooler where it's like, oh no, every city Mm-hmm. From north to south of South Korea is yeah like under siege, and this thing is already spread everywhere. It would be yeah you know, you right. Know. Thanks for looking that up, Josh. Hey, no problem. That's what makes you a daddy. Yes. Um, <laughs> should we talk? There's. I feel like it's well, one other. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. My my whole like parenting takeaway is sort of along the same lines, but like in general, kids can see through your bullshit, and they know the real you. And I think like that is the really challenging and amazing part about parenting because it hopefully force you to be better. But like there is no pretense. There is just who you are and who they are. And that's your relationship. You can't hide from it. You know, like you can't hide your the way you're feeling about something or anything else. And but they'll they'll know. Like it's it's really I love like how she calls him out on things Mm -hmm. because it's not the way an adult would and it's very like intimate it's just a very it's a really deep thing you know Mm -hmm. how kids see you and yeah eventually at the end you know the dad realizes i think how selfish he's been and how good his kid is also yeah that's like the definite core of it is like oh no, she's showing you just like how purely good she is in spite of your lack of parenting right. and direction yeah, and, and how much further that's that gets you. Yeah. I thought it was really great how they used 
the like pure and innocent child construct to such a it, it didn't feel like a device at all like she really is just a good person and I love the part where she gives up her seat to the older woman and he like takes her aside and he's like you don't have to do that you don't have to do that for people and she's like what do you mean and he's like you don't have to be so good and yeah. <laughs> it's tough because like in this time like a really uncertain time I'm not like trying to identify too much with this dad but like I could see viewing those acts of kindness I wouldn't personally do it but like mm-hmm. you know where where you do have to kind of teach a kid to fight for themselves and stand up for themselves but in the end it is Suan who survives and people like Suan who should survive <laughs> yeah yeah and um it's a it's a pretty like uplifting thing in the end I loved that part me too I love how she is not just innocent and it's no, not she's... just the child as like we have to protect we have you know putting like a kid in a movie just to represent innocence right but she was she's just a very pure of heart but would her character. D character chart be it's hard with kids i don't know how, like she would seems be... weird to categorize them so young but i guess like chaotic good right yeah because like you're she's... subverting things to get across that goodness sweet well so on yeah. Their little song at the end made me cry the first time I watched the movie. Yeah. She sings her song from the recital and she sings it really beautifully as she escapes. The ending is great. It does feel like everything is it's very tense and beautiful. Crying is the right thing to do, I think. Um, I cried on the way home from Trader Joe's today because it was so intense being in there. Um, I waited in line for an hour, six feet apart from everyone. And then I went in in groups of five in total, I think there were probably like 30 people in the store and we were all like avoiding each other and everybody was being super nice and the staff was so nice, but it was still just like really weird. And I cried on the way home because it felt like it's just insane. It's not just like a buildup. You got to release that shit. It's true. Can't bring it home. You, you just can't. And before we get off the train entirely, can we talk briefly about kids and trains? Kids and trains. I feel like under normal circumstances, the entire episode today would have been about like, what the hell is up with kids and trains? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chugga, 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 chuggington. Chuggington. Chugga, 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 What was the song that I said that sounds like? I figured it out. There's a pop song that it reminds me of. We'll get to it. But Chuggington has been a thing. Uh, Woo, also Big Thomas kid, the really useful Boo, engine. Not at all. No, nah, does, does not care. He likes no. Chuggington though. Okay, he does. Yeah, yeah, he's into that. Um, yeah, he couldn't pick Thomas out of a lineup. Boo, it's pretty incredible. But yeah, trains, kids and trains. It is a there is like a psychological connection to it, right? I mean, there's got to oh, be yeah. a thing. That's... I mean, boys for sure. But that's not the episode today. We got to wrap it up. You're right. Because nap time is over we will post some uh maybe some links to some articles about kids and trains yeah and check out the chuggington theme song if you dare (laughs) (laughs) at your own peril do not do it watch Um, the humans from across the uncanny valley on chuggington i am curious to see if the sequel to this movie called peninsula is going to come out as scheduled summer 2020 or will it be delayed by this oh do trains not always run on time 
Will they not just put it on a streaming service? We will see. That would be great. But I'm so excited for the sequel. Indeed. Do you want to rate this movie? Yeah. Are we there? Yeah. Holy cow. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Carol? Yes. How? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Funny. Not as many accessories in this movie. Not as many, like, fun, like, little tidbits to pick from. I disagree. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you have one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How many baseball bats? That's what I was going to say. There's going to be baseball bats. (laughs) How many baseball bats out of 10 do you give this movie? Oh, I'm going to give it eight baseball bats. Great. It was very good. Totally. Super fun. I love zombie movies. That was funny. The guy who plays like sort of the bodybuilder sort of like the cool guy. guy. He's always being made fun of for being cool. Yeah. I don't I just want to know what the dynamic is there. I wish super cool. It is cool. He's cool. He's tough. I think he's great. His clothes are cool. Yeah. I'm super into it. Duct tapes his arms up and kicks the crap out of zombies. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh I'll agree. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll agree with eight. Seems great. It is great. Um, poof. Okay. We're going to rate the kids. There's a child. Um, how many duplicate we use? These are in pairs now. How many pairs of we use would you give? Uh, <laughs> would you give Suan? Out of. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Out of six pair. I'll give her five out of six pair because. For a total of 10 we use. She was really great at crying at the end oh but otherwise she's just like it's fine you know i think she's really cute and very we're not talking about her appearance josh jesus christ she's not there to please you (laughs) oh look at this baby she don't know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) that job is here to stay if If you you can name it you know you know um (laughs) i I love you I, i thought she seemed so very real but i thought like especially for like a child there isn't like a ton of depth to the character i thought she just she i thought she acted very well i what did i say out of six i'll give her five five pairs yeah yeah that's what you said too great can't go a full six you we know, have to be in agreement we have to live together alone for that's a long true. time can't be fighting about this for the next three weeks <laughs> by god um um real quick because i don't think we're gonna do an episode on it but we did watch a movie last night oh yeah that is on netflix that i had not heard of um and it's not that great but it is fun Mm -hmm. it's called little evil and if you like this podcast you'll probably like it and um it's sort of a parody should be more of a parody but yes it's a fun movie adam scott and a bunch of other funny people about yeah like some real rando kind of character actor funny people in it um yeah about an evil child so check that out because now you have all the time in the world and it's um i was trying to remember her name but uh, it's evangelina lily who's she's wasp in oh right ant-man and wasp movies yeah no like it is it's good it's fun short too Mm -hmm. easy breezy yeah if you fall asleep who cares no big deal don't sweat it um don't sweat the small stuff guys but do not be a creep get in touch please 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 email us at mummyxsteady at gmail.com we are on twitter and facebook mummyxsteady instagram mummyxsteadypod and please leave us a voicemail before our voicemail gets canceled (laughs) 
because of the sheer number of voicemails. That's yeah, why. Yeah, overwhelmed the system. Yeah. 818-839-1991. We'd love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, we're all stuck in this together, so please tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is being within six feet of a loved one. Bye. Bye.